Hello everyone, welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode is with Allison Lane. The last time Allison Lane and I spoke, uh, she was not the president of Bartenders Against Racism, and things have changed quite a bit in the last 10 days. So we'll talk a little bit about Bartenders Against Racism and some other stuff. Uh, it sounds a little different than our previous shows with Allison because we are no longer able to record 10 feet apart because I am still quarantined with uh, a small person and Allison is on the front lines of the protests right now. So that's not going to happen for a while due to the global pandemic. If you're listening to this episode, you might be interested in uh, my recent appearance on the Political Theater uh, Roll Call podcast. I talk about how maybe Twitter and Facebook would be better if they were run like a bar. Uh, so just just a thought about that. Uh, we do have a Patreon account. Please go to youmethemeverybody.com on our About page to find a link there. Or if you're listening to this in iTunes or on youmethemeverybody.com, the pot. The link to our Patreon account is in the description. If you're listening to this on Spotify, cool. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this on Spotify. If you'd like to know more about Bartenders Against Racism, all you need to do is go to the podcast description. The links are there. And if you want to help out today, uh, you could do that at the Gibson, today being Thursday, July 11th, 2020. Here's Allison Lane. Has it been 10 days? I think so. Yeah, today's Thursday. This all started on Monday the 1st. (laughs) <laughs> the 11th it depends on if you count it doesn't matter it's 10 days let's go with 10 days let's go with 10 days fine with that so yeah i talked to you on day two and day three in the last uh week in a day you've done something new i have okay what is that new thing i am now the president and co-founder of bartenders against racism a a Soon to be 501c3 um, nonprofit that mm-hmm. is focused on fighting racism uh, wherever we find it. Now, what will be the ultimate goal of Bartenders Against Racism? The ultimate goal of Bartenders Against Racism is to be able to provide a resource for uh, people in the hospitality industry to be able to change um, their work environment. Okay. And to be supported doing so. Um, first, we realized that we wanted to be able to a- amplify Black voices. And our best way to do that was to use the tools that we have. And as bartenders and, and uh, people in the hospitality industry, we have a ton of donors for, you know, water, food, people reaching out from restaurants of like, how do I get food to these protesters? And we were just able to really supply that for them. Um, our next initiative is to... Um, educate and call out racism within the industry um, and figure out how we can uh, better support our black and brown and undocumented workers within the hospitality community. Um, Because, you know, I've worked in this industry forever and Mm -hmm. it's very rare that I'm able to get a, you know, a leadership position. However, I'm always a leader wherever I'm working but I'd like to be able to be recognized and paid for it because, and paid for it because I think that's uh, important, you know, mm-hmm. eating. Uh, and then, um, we're working on a health initiative and we're also working on an education initiative for the community. Okay. So right now there is no industry because the pandemic is still running wild across the country. 
that being said, things are starting to slowly reopen. Yeah. And the protests don't seem to be stopping anytime soon. So it seems to be that the protests are the current. That's on the front of the of front of whatever. That's the current thing. Yeah. And then you're slowly going to transition as industry opens to focus more on the brick and mortar spots. Absolutely. Okay. So right now, people could probably still find you or someone that's part of Bar um, down at the protest in Washington D.C. Is that correct? Yeah, we have a standing, um, you know, group of people giving out supplies at Freedom Plaza. It's a central location in D.C., like right between the White House, the Capitol, and if you want to protest at your shit-ass president's hotel, we're next to that as well. So uh, we're just trying to be as visible as possible. We have another crew that joined us that's going to be in front of the White House at 16th and I. Um, we are supporting uh, Protest DC and the Freedom Fighters of DC and being a liaison for them to get food, water, beverage, and to reach out to our connects within the, the industry so that, honestly, they don't have to worry about it. Like We want them to focus on protesting and organizing and uplifting Black voices, but we kind of just want to make sure that they're fed and that they are you know, their protesters are fed and they have resources. Uh, on Saturday, we worked with Maidan, Compass Rose, and uh, Left Door to be safe houses for protesters in case something popped off. Uh, and also give them a place to use the restroom and charge their phones and kind of get out of the heat for a little bit. Also while socially distancing. So we're just, we're starting small, but I think we've accomplished quite a bit in 10 days. So mm -hmm. if this is our infancy, I can't wait to see what we can do with what we have. Yeah, we're recording in the 9 a.m. hour on Thursday, uh, the 11th of June. And later today, I don't know if you'll be there, but Bartenders Against Racism will be at uh, the Gibson from noon to 7, collect, essentially collecting supplies. Uh, I'm going to be there all day. Okay, so Gatorade, Powerade, Coconut Water, Pedialyte, Face Max, and Gloves. That's what you're asking for. Now, yeah. there's a reason why you did this at Compass Rose. There's a reason why you did this at Gibson. What is that reason? I've worked there. Okay. So you're using the the, the, the contacts you've made, the connections you've made over the years, and you're turning it into a, a positive space for people. Has anyone yeah. said no? No. <laughs> yeah. I also think that they would feel pretty shitty about themselves because I, I feel like there's also a fear instilled a lot of people of like, well, what happens if I say no right now? Am yeah. I going to look like a racist? In the end, yeah. yes, you will. So yeah. <laughs> I will things. use that leverage all day. But I yeah. also hope that it's an opportunity for us to start a conversation about, like, you know, the things that happen. Like, I'm not going to say that anybody's treated me particularly well in this industry. There's that I could have always been treated better in a lot of places. But this opportunity has really given me the, you know, the chance to start conversations with business owners and managers about what they've done. You know, it's not mm -hmm. there. It's not just me, but I've always been very vocal. And you know me very well. If I'm treated poorly at a job, I'm going to quit. Mm -hmm. I will leave. And then there's plenty of other restaurants to work at in the city. I just need a paycheck. And it doesn't mean I'm not passionate about what I'm doing or I don't care about it or I'm not good at it. It just means that I prefer to feel good under, you know, competent leadership. And if I don't find it, I'll just go. It'll be very interesting to me who you ask and they say no. Because there's a handful, there's a few in my mind that I'm like, ooh, I really want to know. Yeah. But you haven't crossed that bridge yet. And I don't want to put anyone on blast if they haven't done anything wrong yet. 
Listen, it's day 10. I'm sure somebody's going to fuck up real soon. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you feel like you're tired every day or do you feel happy every day? Are you exhausted? How, how do you physically feel? So last week until like Saturday, I was kind of just an autopilot. Mm -hmm. Didn't really process that I had been locked in a house and pepper sprayed and being threatened by the police and then made national news and actually international news. Um, Had no, honestly, no concept of it. And I'm going to say this as humbly as I possibly can. I also like wasn't surprised by it. This is shit I've been doing forever, like my entire life. Uh, It's really unfortunate that I had to be pepper sprayed and abused by the police for people to hear the things I've been trying to say. And for me to like actually find the confidence to say it, like it really, it was a little bit jarring. Um, But then like I took a day off on Sunday as much as I could, tried not to talk to anybody about anything. And I just sat on the roof with like my friends and like ate hot dogs and drink champagne, which is like my favorite thing to do. And mm-hmm. it kind of centered me. They didn't give a shit. They talked shit all day. It was amazing. Um, I kind of needed that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny to hear like you like I, I generally don't like to be fucked with. But like I was like, I kind of need this today because people are trying to like blow up my head all week for shit that I I do every day. Mm -hmm. And this, so right now I'm feeling a lot better. I've been getting better sleep. I have an amazing team. I went from five people just wanting to give out water on Wednesday, water and snacks on Wednesday to protesters to a team of, I have, I have eight board members. I have 50, um, leaders within the hospitality community that I'm working with to, to pool our resources. I have, I think about a hundred volunteers, mm-hmm. an advisory board of seven people. So like, I'm, I, I was really surprised to see how all these people pull together and I don't know, they're kind of, they're going with it and they're, they're excited and they could still volunteer. All they need to do is go to bartendersagainstracism.com. The volunteer uh, form is there. All the info for where and when you guys will be is also there. Correct. Do you worry that in a week, in two weeks, in three weeks, the momentum will have shifted to some other new horribleness in America? I, it might, but also, like, I, I kind of expected that, like, White guilt only lasts so much for me. There's so many other black mm-hmm. people that uh, have had much worse things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are black people that are dead. And all I did was just use what I had. Mm-hmm. And that's just breath in my body to continue to fight and lift up voices who can't. That's all I, I mean, it's already going, it's already starting to like, pace out for me but then also like that's why i i move pretty quickly to activate like my resources within the city mm-hmm. because dc is a very dc is an interesting city it's a lot of smart people and there's a lot of smart people with money and resources okay and, so yeah yeah l- let's talk about that for a little bit i think we're st- yeah dc still in phase one of reopening and mm-hmm. i have no idea when phase four will be but that's pretty much full capacity that might not be until there's a vaccine but a lot of these bars and restaurants in theory will be able to open 
in the next few weeks or months. So is Bartenders Against Racism, could it sort of be like a consultant type of thing where you can go in and like give an overview of what the bar should be doing? Is it, could it be more, What? how do you see that fitting into the bar realm versus the protest realm? So our first phase of, of actually being able to implement what we want to do is, is first being a resource for information um, for restaurants. Um, we're working on a, we're, our first newsletter is coming out tomorrow and is going to provide a, a weekly action, um, a reading list, and some more like digestible things for people like Instagram posts and mm-hmm. uh, YouTube videos, TikTok even, you know, videos of people who are talking about racism. We're starting where people, I guess, where their activation level is and like how do we keep momentum from there? Um, it is in our future works to be able to sort of be a consultant, but I also don't have a large enough team for that yet. So we'll, mm-hmm. we'll be working on that in the coming weeks. Will there be any merchandise uh, if people want to yeah. support and, and wear something? Would it be weird if me, a straight white man in America, is wearing a Bartenders Against Racism shirt? Uh, it's a serious question. Um, are you against racism? I'm 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 more pro bar because of course yeah. <laughs> okay, yes I'm against cool. racism. <laughs> if you are against racism, you are working your way towards being an anti-racist abolitionist. Then let us be your guide. I guess I don't see why anybody shouldn't want to support people trying to do something good. Good. Um, now, have I know that your contacts for the most part are in the. DC, Maryland, Virginia area, but we both know a lot of people that are across this country, if not the world. Um, have you reached out? Have they reached out to you about possibly making this more than a DC thing? I have gotten calls from New York, Chicago, and LA. Great. I don't know if you know this, Allison. Racism exists across the country. It's great, um, right? Let me be the straight white man that tells you that. So I was um, uncertain. Thank you, white man. Thank you. And I thank <laughs> you for acknowledging my role. <laughs> In defeating. Okay, so how do you see it growing? I, I realize we're 10 days in. It's very mm-hmm. early, but once again, this is the time to strike. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I'm using that attention that I got. It really boosted me. Like, I, all I do is interviews now. I'm pretty much the president spoke. I am the president and spokesperson of, mm-hmm. of BAR. Um, so I'm just trying to keep our name in the media as much as possible. Um, I, for now, and, you know, I'm working with a couple other people to work on some more long lasting initiatives to keep our names and people's, you know, eyesight. Um, but it is to be expected for things to slow down. Like many great causes, like the thing about black lives matter as for their activism, people really haven't been talking about them until like two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So they come, it comes in cycles. And we of just course, of course. in that cycle, you know, like people get burnt out. This is exhausting. It's, it's emotional. We all have conflicted views of like, have I been doing this right? And how do I move forward? And like, you kind of can't focus on that every day. I, I recognize you can't focus on that every day, even though you should, there's a lot of shit we should be doing, but we just don't. So I want to just be able to make this as something that's sustainable and that we can always, people can always kind of look back to like, have us in the back of their head of like, uh, I can reach out. I know this person. I know these people. 
um, I can reach out to them. And the other thing that I think is going to be really important about bar as we move back into, you know, going out in society, who are your community leaders that you're able to like really talk to the people that are in your neighborhood restaurant, you know, we've already have a trust system built with our communities, especially here in DC. We have a strong bar community. We have a lot of star tenders that I've actually joined us. Um, and we just want to be prepared as we start to open back up to have conversations um, amongst ourselves within the industry and with our, you know, our bar regulars and, um, you know, people that we interact with often. Let me say a few things, if that's okay with you. I'm sure this has come up when you were talking about the formation of this, but it's so DC has a, a long in, uh, history of this exact type of organizing and um, community building function. The difference between what you're doing and what come from the punk rock community for the most part is they were all straight edge or they weren't all straight edge, but like that was part of the thing and something being all ages. It's really nice that you did something that is pretty much uh, not for straight edge kids. <laughs> That's for people 21 and over because all the food, not bombs people are great and, and all that stuff is wonderful. But it's sort of nice being like, yeah, this is for adults. Um, you have to be 21 and over to go in the bar. And like that's, that's a weird thing that I've. It's nice that you're not making people that drink alcohol feel like they shouldn't be drinking alcohol. Yeah. So does that, that make sense? It does. But it also brings up another thing. We aren't like actively pushing people to be drinking alcohol right now. And that's something. Oh, of, that, course, of course, of course, of course, of course, of course, of course. That's like a cup thing, something that a lot of people we're still working on like getting that wording out like we're not this like bartenders we just happen to be bartenders you know what mm -hmm. i mean like i do like a lot of like organizations have been kind of like shy about partnering with us, with us and like until i had a real conversation it was like listen here's what we're doing like it we might be bartenders against racism but we're not like saying hey let's get fucked up because the world sucks which is my personal preference but i feel like that's not something that represents the organization themselves um, uh, you also mentioned people that were in the punk scene that were straight edge in that movement. Yeah. Two of our board members mm -hmm. were, are very heavy in that scene. That's so, great. So that kind of, if, if you see how that, like those, that sort of ideals overlap, that's why they were like, oh, of course. they're like, yo, like we can start doing gorilla shows and like doing all this crazy stuff. And I was like, yeah, dude, let's do that. I'm fine with it. That sounds like a great time for us. <laughs> It's uh, truly representative of who we are and like what our ideals are. So, yeah, we we are working on um, as far as like merch goes, like maybe also doing like a cocktail. Yeah, I know that's like super silly, but we also can't like we can't really like produce them and give them to you right now because this those walk away cocktails are wild. The streets are wild right now. I don't know if you've been out there for that. No. I'm still yeah. quarantining with my 10 month old. That's facts. And you should. Um, also, just for everybody's knowledge, I don't have coronavirus. I got the, yeah, so, I got the COVID the, test. Yeah. So they they now have pop-up coronavirus testing at two, lo two locations, I think, in D.C. right now, one of which is at the protests. I don't know about the ones at the protests, but I do know about the one that's at Judiciary Square from okay. 10 to 2. Monday through Friday, it's completely free. You walk up. I waited in line for. I showed up late, so I got there around noon on like Monday, 
and I was done by one fifteen. That's great. So it wasn't bad. Um, it seems that from at least in DC that almost every protester is masked up at this point. Yeah. Uh, do you do you have any footwear recommendations? Footwear? Uh, don't wear skate shoes. Oh, really? Yeah. I made that mistake on Saturday. It was real dumb. I thought skate shoes would have been good because they're like comfy. But they're like flat. Yeah, they are. They're very um, flat. When do you think... Uh, number one, are you happy? Yeah. Okay, good. Very um, happy. Do you feel beaten down at all because you're still not incredibly pleased with uh, the mayor uh, and the MPD? Oh. You can um, see my eye roll. It's, it's pretty big. <laughs> have, have you talked to anyone? Has anyone from the mayor's office or MPD reached out to you? Uh, not directly, but they have. They we are, we have some contacts. How do you how do you feel about how are those contacts being used? Is it is it going well? I have been pretty transparent that I am so over this government. Period. Not just our local government, our national government is some shit. Um, fuck 12 all day. I I think we should dismantle the whole system because it really, it's it's a systemic issue. Like, we're just dealing with a small part of what's happening with Barr. But on a large, and I, I can't, I can't alone, like, dismantle the government. I've tried. Twitter only goes so far. But, like, I feel like they don't serve us they don't serve us as a whole. And I feel like for so long, um, white people have been able to sort of like separate themselves and kind of like tell themselves. And also I'm going to say non-black people have been able to separate themselves from all of the systemic issues. And now that it's actually affecting people in a way that, that kind of has to relate them to something black, people are just freaking the fuck out. And they're like, all right, let's burn it down. I'm like, damn, it's been fucked up for 400 years, so welcome to the party. Let me catch you up before you start fighting. 